Welcome to a healthy bite. You're one nibble closer to a more satisfying way of life, a healthier you, and bite-sized bits of healthy motivation. Now let's dig in on the dish with Rebecca Huff. Have you ever thought about your genetic makeup? Have you ever wondered how much of your personality has to do with the genes that you carry? Have you ever wondered if your DNA has anything to do with the fact that you snore or that you get irritable easily? Have you ever wondered if your ancestors passed along their bad genes to you? Or maybe on the flip side, you wonder how many of your parents' good genes you actually inherited. I always thought I really didn't want to know if I had bad and rare genes that could turn on me and make me sick. If I knew I had a bad gene, wouldn't I then be expecting to have that disease later in life? Wouldn't I be attracting that into my life? Well, for a while, that's what I used to think. And I know several other friends of mine who felt the same way. But eventually, I changed my mind and I decided that knowing my DNA was better for me. I was dead set against having genetic testing done for decades. And even once a family member chastised me for working so hard to be healthy because he thought that I should have faith instead of fear. And this was a decade before my sister passed away with ovarian cancer. When I began the journey to healthy living, it was because I wanted to live my best life possible, not because I was afraid of dying or I lacked faith. Part of the reason that I wanted to practice healthy habits was because I didn't want to waste my time on earth being sick with various ailments. The main thing that brought this motivation into my life was after having a kidney stone several decades ago. And my doctor told me that it was likely due to my diet and that I drink sodas. At that time, Back in my early 30s, I maybe drank a soda per day, if that much. But then and there, I decided I would never drink another soda. And so far, I haven't. I still practice healthy habits because I want to live my best life possible. I want to get up and ride bikes with my kids and do all of the fun things that we enjoy. So why did I change my mind about finding out what genes I carry. There's a lot of gene testing companies out there and many of them provide genetic test results and nothing more. But I wanted more from a DNA test. So I found Self-Decode after searching for affordable genetic home testing kits. And I spoke to the folks at the company and they mentioned to me that with the results also came recommendations based on your specific genes. With the knowledge I'd gain from genetic testing, I could then alter my lifestyle based on my genes and these reports and not just guesswork. Because yes, there are habits that are simply good for everyone, like getting enough sleep, drinking an adequate amount of water, staying active. However, there are some habits that some people consider healthy that may not be good for other people. So because I found out that along with my DNA results, I would also receive these health reports geared specifically towards me, I decided to move forward with DNA testing. How gene testing is done is fairly simple. Uh, with self-decode, you do a spit test. Basically, you just 
put saliva in a tube and mail it off. And around six to eight weeks later, you receive an email with information about your bad and rare genes, what good genes you have, and then you receive reports and you can log into the self-decode dashboard and generate wellness reports based on your genes and take a look at some of the lifestyle recommendations in those wellness reports. So each article shows a score that's positive, neutral, or negative for the specific topic in question, and that's based on your DNA profile. The reports show green, yellow, or red faces, smiling or frowning. So it's pretty easy to see at a glance if this is one of your bad and rare genes, or if you're in the part of the population that rarely has a problem with that specific gene. So each article generates a table of personalized supplements, diet, uh, lifestyle recommendations, and so forth that are designed to counteract the negative effects of your personal risky genetic variants. Each wellness report then gives you a summary uh, that outlines your potential risks from a given gene and whether you should try to increase or decrease that gene's expression. It's pretty straightforward, and you can generate a PDF of your results that lists your bad and rare SNPs to show your healthcare provider if you uh, choose to do that. With my personal DNA, I found out some interesting things that I wasn't necessarily looking for, but were fun to find out. Uh, things like the fact that my gene, my genetic makeup makes me more likely to be irritable. I find that to be true. And I do try to fight that feeling of irritability a lot. I also am more likely to have anxiety and mood disorders. Another gene showed that I'm more likely to snore, although I don't. And I'm very thankful that I don't snore, but my genes make me more likely. And this is, this is a good example of how you can have a gene variant for a specific thing. Like for me, the example of snoring, just because I have that gene variant doesn't mean that I will have the symptoms. One gene that I thought was interesting showed that I am more likely to have alcohol sensitivity and less likely to have caffeine related anxiety. Yay for coffee. <laughs> And I don't actually drink alcohol very often. It does make me feel bad. For most of my life, I've only drank on social occasions simply because I've never liked the way alcohol made me feel. Some of the genetic results that I received and reports that I read were confirmations of healthy habits that I already practiced. And that was another reason that I was really glad that I went through with the testing is because I had that confirmation that the healthy habits that I was already practicing were actually good for me and in the long run should be helpful. One of the gene variants that I have can cause me to have lower levels of vitamin D, and that has been a struggle that I have dealt with most of my life. Vitamin D is actually a hormone that your body makes, which requires sunlight. And although you can supplement with it, sometimes people have a hard time absorbing vitamin D supplements or their body just doesn't process it the same way. And my recommendation time and time again in some of these reports was to get safe sun exposure. And I have experienced this over my lifetime that exposure to the sun has helped me raise my vitamin D levels much more than taking vitamin D supplements. 
Some of the things that I changed after receiving my genetic results were that I started prioritizing exercise more. I've always had a love-hate relationship with exercise, and in the past, it's been sporadic, never consistent, but I've tried to prioritize at least walking every day and prioritizing exercise over other things. I've also tried to transition towards a Mediterranean diet, uh, which Basically, I don't diet, but I do try to eat some of the foods on the Mediterranean pyramid. I try to use that as a guide. I have a chart that has my goals for every day of the foods that I want to get into my diet. It's not a restrictive practice that I'm following where I, you know, eliminate a particular type of food. When I say I'm trying to follow a Mediterranean diet, what I mean is that I am trying to put the focus on healthy vegetables and using healthy fats and things like that, um, getting more fish in my diet as opposed to restrictive diet. Another thing that I changed after my results was that I stopped fasting in the morning and started eating a protein-heavy breakfast, and then I stop eating earlier in the evenings and try not to eat in a two or three hour window before bedtime. I also started using low-level light therapy with a Mito Red light machine. I also bought one for my mom and for my oldest daughter. I changed some supplements around and added a couple of new supplements uh, based on things that my reports told me about inflammation and about improving mitochondria function, about MTHFR and improving cognitive function and also eliminating brain fog, which my genes made me more susceptible to. So those were some recommendations that were based just specifically for me and changes that I've made after receiving those results back. There were a lot of healthy habits that, like I said, I had confirmation after I received my results that were things that I was thankful that I had already been practicing, like good sleep hygiene, blocking out blue light at night, seeking sunlight exposure early in the morning, and eating organic whole foods, and then avoiding junk food, fast food, and soda. So those were some of the healthy habits I had already been practicing and then received confirmation that that was something that was really on the right track. Whether or not you decide to have gene testing done, it's important to know that your body was designed to self-heal and stay healthy. Inside your body, there are trillions of cells working around the clock to keep your body in balance. Believe it or not, if you pay attention to the signals that your amazing body sends, you can avoid getting sick sometimes. So some of those signs are inflammation, insomnia, weight changes, digestion disturbances, fatigue. You can look at your heart rate variability, which is an overall indicator of health, particularly cardiovascular health, which is super important for me, again, because based on my genes, I am more likely to have heart disease. So that's something that I watch out for now that I have received my DNA results. It's something that I've tweaked my diet a little bit and my supplement regimen as well. So that was super helpful for me. But these signs that our body sends, they can also include things like uh, hypoglycemia, prediabetes, skin tags, cravings, muscle cramps, and other just little signals that a lot of times we tend to overlook that they may actually be signs your body is sending you that you need to change something in your life. 
It's important to regularly check certain markers like vitamin D or cholesterol levels. These are things that your doctor can test for with simple lab test. My DNA showed that I have a higher risk for high cholesterol and heart disease. And so with this knowledge, I chose to be proactive and get regular cardiovascular screenings, which surprisingly are not considered preventative medicine by my health insurance provider, go figure. But my mom and I decided to start having these five screenings done yearly. They're performed by um, Lifeline Screening, and they do these. uh, It's like a mobile testing thing. They go around, and you can make an appointment, and we had those done. Of course, those we paid a small out-of-pocket fee for those screenings, but to me, it's worth it because you get back results in a few weeks, and they let you know more about your risk factors. And thankfully, mine and my mom's both showed that everything was normal for us. Although mine suggested that I could benefit from losing some weight and my mom showed a low risk for osteoporosis. They don't provide treatment plans, just the screening and the results. And then you can take that screening and talk to your doctor or you just use the information yourself and decide what you want to do with that information. Again, having those DNA results has made me more proactive, not more fearful. Knowing my medical history has also helped me to make choices about lab tests that I want to have done in the future. And then I can also use those lab results and upload them into Self-Decode's lab analyzer. And they cross-reference those with my genetic data. And that helps me keep an eye on things like blood sugar, cholesterol, and just other markers that my doctor tests for like thyroid and vitamin D, iron, and so forth. Overall, I would say that genetic testing may not be for everyone, but for me, not only has it helped me to know my genetic health for my own benefit, but it has helped me to give insight to my family members as far as you know, what areas they might want to focus on and if they want to get genetic testing to see if they carry the certain bad and rare variants that I inherited, um, that's up to them and they can decide then whether they want to check. They know that they are a little more likely to have that particular genetic variant because I carried that one. So it has not only helped me, but it has helped me to focus on the well-being of my entire family. And that, of course, has been my top priority ever since becoming a mom. But I will say there are always limitations of consumer genetic testing. The genetic results are only one factor when it comes to your health. No matter what your genes say, they cannot guarantee that you will have a particular disease or guarantee that you will not. So just because you don't have a particular genetic variant doesn't mean that it's 100% sure that you will never have a disease related to that gene. Genetic testing can only give you limited information about a particular genetic disease. You have to keep in mind that the results just can't guarantee anything. Receiving the results from your gene testing is, of course, just the beginning. You have to take into consideration your environment, your lifestyle choices, and how your healthcare access is. But there is a lot that you can do with the information. Taking it to your doctor is a really great place to start. It was helpful for me. And if your doctor isn't familiar with the DNA testing kits, you can ask for a referral. 
there are genetic counselors who can help you understand your results and make a plan for what to do next. If you have raw DNA data from other providers like 23andMe or um, one of the other DNA providers out there, you can upload those files, uh, get a subscription to Self-Decode and upload the files and then take advantage of those wellness reports. You can get an annual subscription or a lifetime subscription. And I went with a lifetime subscription because as new scientific research is done and data is compiled, then I'll have the latest and greatest information added to my wellness reports. And I will continue to get detailed information about future DNA wellness reports. And so that was my reasoning behind going with a lifetime subscription, including the lab test analyzer, because I find it very helpful to have the analyzer to consider the results of my lab tests based on my genes and my unique health issues. So even though sometimes my lab results may be in what they consider the optimal range, my health data can come into play because of personal gene variant. So what's optimal for some people might not be optimal for me. And that's why the lab test analyzer has come in handy since I had my DNA testing uploaded. One of the funniest things I read since getting my DNA testing back is, uh, although most of the information was serious and health related and very helpful, I thought one of the genes that was really funny was that I have always hated the taste of cilantro. And you've probably heard about people with a certain chromosome that makes cilantro taste like soap. And that's me. I have always wanted to like cilantro, but I have a CC genotype and it causes me to think that this herb tastes like soap. And I just thought it was funny to have that confirmation because I want to love cilantro. It always appears in recipes and in restaurants. And I always wish that I like it, but it totally tastes like soap to me. And in the self-hacked blog, which is part of Self Decode's uh, website, you can read articles about different healthy aspects and different things that have to do with genes. In one article, I read (laughs) that a researcher initially hated cilantro, but learned to enjoy eating it. He recommended crushing the herb and making a pesto type sauce out of it because he said that physically breaking up the cilantro leaves may help the plant's enzymes to break down the part that tastes that makes it have the soapy taste, which he says could make it more pleasant to sensitive palates like mine. So I thought that was funny. I've always wondered if there was a way I could learn to like cilantro. So that's on my radar to actually try eating small amounts of crushed cilantro to see if I can overcome my genetics and actually learn to love cilantro. If you're listening and you have overcome your aversion to cilantro, I'd love to hear about it. I've, like I said, always wanted to learn to love cilantro. And if you have any tips for learning to enjoy that herb, I am all ears. You can reach out to me at Rebecca at thatorganicmom.com. And I would love it if you took the time to rate and review this podcast. Doing that allows other people to find a healthy bite and allows us to reach more people. You can read this article at thatorganicmom.com forward slash 
genetic-testing-at-home. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review so other people can learn about this podcast. Find out more about sleep, hygiene, eating healthy, tasty recipes, zero-waste lifestyle, and lots more on thatorganicmom.com. Help us spread the word. Be blessed and stay healthy.